1: To the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined now by the color commentator for the Arizona Wildcats, the great Lamont Love It. Hello, Lamont. Long time no talk. Mike Luke, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad, dude. All right, let's get right down to it. Um, you and I first just sitting there watching this Arizona football team, and I keep saying that I don't nec- I know that the public's in on Fish and what they're doing. But I don't know that they're. They a lot of people quite understand what's going on here, just from the talent infusion to what we watch today. Just where there is a rhyme and reason for everything, it's a. It's quite impressive.
0: Yeah, it's definitely you know from the time he's gotten here, you know, two three years ago to to today, um, from the facilities to the field to the players to everything, it's just a different product and it's just upgraded. Um and anybody who's taking a look at it, you know, wouldn't say anything different. They 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 look like they're starting to look like a D one team <laughs> now. You know, when you're out there, you know, before you kind of see maybe some small guys, and but they're pretty big, and, um, and you can see their strength and conditioning starting to take hold and all that good stuff right now.
1: I've had a lot of people ask me this and they say, we'd like you to grade Jed fish through his first uh, two to now going into year three Lamont. I give him a solid a right there, what he inherited, what, and we're going to break down everything we saw, but what he inherited, what he's done. I give him a solid a for Jed fish. What say you?
0: Oh, I would agree with that assessment. I mean, it, you know, sometimes the, the job you're doing can't be quantified in wins and losses. We know that ultimately he's going to be judged on that, but, you know he can only work with what he got when he got here, and um, he embraced everyone here um, and just started going to work. On, like I said, from top to bottom, facilities, raising money, um, developing his coaching staff, and developing his players. Um, so he's just done a tremendous job of building this program up. And and I don't think anyone with eyes could you know would say that this this program's not heading in the right direction because the trajectory is definitely up right now. And uh, I'm just I'm just glad to you know to be able to. To, to witness it and, and watch these guys grow it's exciting
1: all right let's talk about the size out there because that to me is what really really stands out and at, towards the end we're going to talk about the strength of the team which is the receiving core and whatnot but just look at the linemen on both sides Gone are the days, and this is with all due respect to Parker Zellers, but gone are the days of the 250-pound defensive tackle. You've got men in here across the board, 305 pounds, 310 pounds, 315. I mean, heck, even some overlooked guys that we weren't even thinking about, like a Julian Sabanea. You looked over at uh, me and uh, and Sheeran, you're like, who's that dude right there? You just look at it, and it's just it's night and day, man.
0: Yeah, it's recruiting is what that is. You know, They they – you know they they, they they know exactly what they're looking for. They know the type of player that they're looking for at this point, and they don't really compromise. They they you know they, they've got they've got their. I say they they've hit their stride in terms of what they're looking for, and length as far and as far as players are concerned. You also look at a player and, and you try to understand and think you know what's his potential, what is he going to look like in two or three years from now too. You don't want to just get a guy that's that's completely maxed out already. And so what you're seeing is you're starting to see these guys just look completely different I mean just look at ephesians uh, pricehawk after one year I mean he looks like a different player right now um, but the defensive line looks big all of a sudden though. like you just mentioned like uh, Bill Norton Tyler Manoa. I'm looking at these guys this is the first time that I've really you know got a chance to lay my eyes on them standing next to people and I'm like holy smokes these guys are they're big in the middle and um then you got Tvan coming back and you know you still got you know you still got some other guys coming back so it's a, it's a good looking defensive line I now. Mean.
1: And when you look around the conference right now, when you look around everything that's going on, I look at the Pac-12 South, and there is a move to be made there, Lamont, because, again, USC is USC. We get all that. Utah is solid. But I'll tell you what, UCLA loses DTR. ASU's in total rebuild, trying to be like what Arizona is doing right the last couple years right there. We see what you're up to up there in Tempe. Colorado, love Dion. But probably going to take a little bit of time. This is Arizona is in a nice little spot right now where they can strike if the going's right.
0: Yeah, no, they they definitely are in a nice spot and where they started to establish themselves. They've done a nice job of recruiting the last the last few years, and you're starting to see the fruits of that in practice. You're just seeing a different you know level of athlete out there on the field, and you're starting to see you know those four star kids that they recruited. you now you're starting to you know when you're starting out with kids that are four stars, and then you're developing them. You know you're starting at a higher level. Right. That point you know and so you're starting to see that they look faster they're, they're definitely taller a bigger taller team um on the field and you're just seeing some impact players out there my gosh man i'm I'm you know i was i was, I was pretty excited watching the offense move the ball and, and also watching you know the defense look stout you know up the middle and all of a sudden you see these linebackers coming downhill and
1: it's you know it's, it's looking good well, let's talk about the linebackers right there because again, you got Jacob Manu who, you know, has definitely bulked up. He's he's small I don't care because he's around the ball. And I think you're going to see him get more of his tackles downhill this year, even, which is obviously a good thing. You got Justin Flo, You've got a Leviticus Sua. You've got, I mean, heck, even in there, you've got into Mon Allen who can kind of go back and forth. You've got some pieces there. And quite frankly, if things go right, I think this should be the strength of the defense right there. And that's saying something because I think you've got some other talented dudes.
0: Yeah, it is. I've really, they've, they've improved again. Once again, they've improved it at all three levels. Um, I really like um, the defensive front. I like uh, the linebackers. I like Justin. You know, Justin Flo. Really, you can see he's got some pop out there. And you can see the, the love, the quickness he definitely has. You can see the athleticism when he's running around the field. And uh, no, there's no uh, you know no hesitation when it comes to contact for him. So that's nice to see. Um, Daniel Hamuli. I, I don't know I'm probably pronouncing his name incorrectly, but uh, the, the kid transfer transferred, from Washington. Yeah. He looks, he looks good. He looks the part as well. Um, And Jacob Manu is just, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a stud. I mean, he's, you know, he, he looks different though. He looks a lot different last year. I thought he looked, I thought he looked small he doesn't look small anymore
1: out there. He looks like he looked more narrow than he does right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He looks bigger. He looks a lot different. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So let's now talk about a lot of people wondering about, you know, what's going on with the secondary. You lose Christian Roland Wallace who was a solid player for quite a few years, but Again, I know that you're, looks like you're putting trading Stoops in at the nickel right there. I get all that. But when you look at Ephesians price sock and we'll get to DiCario Davis here in a second, but that is what the new age cornerback is supposed to look like. It's also no surprise that he was a four-star corner. When you watch how he moves, when you watch how tall he is, that's what that new age cornerback looks like right there, Lamont.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's different. He's a stud. Um, I was watching him go just blow for blow, um, with uh, T Mac today, and it was it was something to watch. You know, I mean, they were they were both going at it, and they were both having their share of victories. Um, but he 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 looks like a Pac-12 corner right now. He's looking good out there. And, um, if you watch practice for any amount of time, you immediately see number seven just standing out out there because he's making plays. And I, I sat down first first few minutes. I sit down. He gets an interception. Him and T Mac going at it, and the sidelines going crazy. And I'm like, yeah, seven is a different player, man. He's a stud.
1: All right, I led you into the defensive back talk because we've got to talk about your guy, our guy, everybody's guy, Dwayne Akinna. Obviously, not in a full-time coaching role, but in an analyst role. I don't care what role he is in, as long as he is there with his eyes on the ground, Lamont.
0: Yeah, he—he's he, just—I'm uh, just—I'm so excited to have him back again. He's—he's—he's he's, he's an impact. We talk about impact players. He's an impact coach. He's a guy that no matter uh, you know when he's on the where he is on the field, if you got him in the room, um, he's going to have an impact because he's just got, he's such a wealth of knowledge in that area. He's developed so many countless numbers of DPs, but so many people in the NFL and really just um, aside from that, he's, he's, he's just been in coaching for so long. So he really, really has a deep understanding, you know, of, of defense and, and um, just having him in the room is just going to, it's going to improve everything. Watching him talk today, he was getting emotional. I was just thinking, that's the same passionate coach that I remember um, when I played. Just loves players, loves kids. Um, I couldn't see him going coaching at the next at that pro level because he loves kids so much and he loves to develop them so much. And um, just a tremendous human being.
1: Speaking of Akina, speaking of, uh, you know, what Jed Fish is doing, you know, he has guys like Brian Billett come in. He's had other guys look at tape. The thing that I really, really, really like about Fish, and I think people misinterpreted it at the time, is they're like, oh, he's just bringing in names. No, when you watch it and when you talk to people behind the scenes, he's bringing in these people because they know, they have a wealth of knowledge, and Jed Fish isn't pretending that he knows everything. And so when he brings these guys in, like an Akina, like a, uh, you know, a Brian Billick, guys like that, a Sean McVay, he's obviously listening to what they have to say, because again, these guys, you know, they're not going in there just to waste their time a lot.
0: Oh, no question about it. You know, and he's gotten respect. And he's got respect at an NFL level. and He's gotten, you know, he's, he's getting, he's earned the respect around here. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people maybe thought his question in his chops because, you know, he was a new college coach, but my goodness, he's done, Fish has just done, he just had such an impact already. And one of the things that I was really paying attention to today, they were interviewing Dwayne Keen after practice, and he was talking about him sitting down with, with Jeff Fish, and he was just saying that I hadn't seen this much energy in this program for so long. And and he's been a part of some really great staffs at the University of Arizona, some of the best that I've ever been here. And, and he says that he's, he's got that same feeling back here again. And that was kind of cool to hear that, you know, someone else, from my era, is looking at this and going, yeah, this this is this feels right, and, and and it is. It's there's a lot of dynamic coaches all over the place, and the programs, you know, it's in a head in the right direction.
1: All right, Lamont, let me tell you about the official beer of PHNX Sports. Four Peaks right here. Four. Okay, you might say to yourself, Mike, what about Four Peaks? Thanks for asking. Here's the deal. New coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL Draft is April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy. Now, Lamont, if you were watching the NFL Draft with the Four Peaks in hand, you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Who would you like to see the Chiefs draft? Oh my gosh!
0: I just want them to continue to fortify their defense, and they need a, i think they need an impact wide receiver because mm-hmm. um, I didn't really, I wasn't feeling. But Juju was uh, Juju is he's a good receiver. Juju lost his Juju. Yeah, he's not the he's not the same guy. He's a,
1: he's a good player, but
0: I mean, they need a they need an impact guy that can get down the field. So I'm,
1: yeah, they need right. a receiver. Okay, now remember, fourpeaks.com backslash events for all your beer week entertainment. And we got another exciting announcement for everybody out there Fubo TV. Here's the deal. You can watch Arizona uh, on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up 15% off your first month of Fubo free. And here's the cool thing about it, guys. 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, stream TVs from any device. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You might say, you know what? I like watching Mike Luke because I like making fun of Mike Luke. And if that's the case – you can go on to Fubo right there. We will be on there, Fubo TV, and again, watch local teams while traveling. It is your one-stop shop. Check it out. Okay, Lamont. Going into this year, I think that this is a bowl team. Now, again, I, I know that uh, Jed Fish and coaches always say we're not going to look for you know wins. We're looking for uh, we're looking for um, you know improvement and whatnot, but. I look at this team, though, this feels like a bowl team. We've seen bowl teams, obviously bowl teams around here before. But what's impressive to me about this is when Rich Rod's teams made bowls, it it always felt like you were going to have to have one unit that was going to have to basically carry the rest of the team right there, whether that was a quarterback, whatever. This team feels like they've been built from the ground up right here. And that's what's exciting to me about this. This feels like a bowl team all the way across the board. Granted, the defense needs to improve.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really where I think – well, I think every area probably needs to improve, but I think the defense, if they can make that type of a jump on the defensive side of the ball this year, then uh, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to get to a ball game. And, and from what I've seen already, this defense, they look different already right, right. now. You, you can definitely see that there's been some improvements, not just on the personnel front, but just – you can just watch the way they run into the ball right now. So it's a lot different right now. You can see, I think, that they've worked some – more things out schematically, and um, they, they just look a little bit more organized as a unit out there right now. So I'm definitely looking uh, for some big improvement out of them for everything I've seen so far. I, I like it. I, I like the way they're running to the ball. Um, I, I, they're having some physical practices out there, and, and they're just going blow for blow with each other, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see one unit just destroying the other unit. Right. You see some back and forth, and that's really what we saw out there today.
1: I mean, would you Taylor makes a great a great question, as always from Philip Taylor. Can the D line take a significant step forward? I say yes for a couple reasons. First, all due respect, to, first of all, Hunter Eccles, um far out or played out surpassed my expectations last year. Jalen Harris as well, solid. Deuce Davis to me though, at that defensive end, and you and I have talked a lot about him, kid out of Chandler. you got to remember here, led the state in sacks. Uh, father was a father was a second round draft pick you watch the muscle that he's put on, you watch his bend, his explosion. I think that there's there's some real sack numbers to be had there. And you texted me a while back saying, man, Deuce has put on some weight. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what he means right there, and then we'll get into the interior line.
0: Yeah, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for his game, and I, I love the fact that you know he's got the bloodlines and he's got you know, a dad at home that, that has played at the highest level. That, that never hurts, and you can always see that. I think I've always seen that in him. You know, you could always tell that he he understood, you know, technique and things of that nature. He understands leverage, and, and he's just blessed with some. You know, God's blessed him with that that get off that first step of his is just wicked. So, um, he's going to have an impact this year. And he's never been, you know, even though he's been small, he's always done a nice job. He's always held his home against right. bigger guys. Now that he's getting some size on, I'm just saying, you know, it's, the future is going to be bright for him. I
1: guarantee you. All right, guys that he's going to be lining up next to. And I got a bunch of people saying to me, and I'm sure you did too, well, what the heck, we just lost defensive tackles to USC and LSU. And all I say is those guys were losing minutes by the end of the year. And again, wish both of them nothing but the best in Paris and Keon Bars. But between Tai Tai Uyagulele, Jacob Kungaika, these were guys that were forcing their way in to the scene. And again, like a lot of other people, generally you see when, you know what, your minutes are starting to get cut a little bit. I'm incredibly excited to see what these two young men can do because again, these were the epitome, in my opinion, of great evals by this coaching staff.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're talking about all those Trinity guys that have come through And ty Ty, they're, they're moving them around this year. They're moving defense. I saw him at defensive end. Um, I think he's kind of playing in that role a little bit that Jalen was in last year because he's a bigger, you know, more of a bigger defensive end. I'm um, looking good, coming off the edge, really tough. And they they move him inside as well because he's a great pass rusher, strong, kid, strong kid, uh, plays great technique already. Um, and I, I also t- Manoa. Um, well, we talked about the detectives already, but we're talking if we're talking about the, the edge rushers, um, you know, Deuce, I mean, Deuce, Deuce Davis, uh, Deuce Davis. And then uh, Deuce Lane is the other right. He's, he's definitely grown. He's bigger already. And I'm seeing him mix it up in there. Um, and get and I've I've been seeing some you know some nice pressure um, from the defense so they, they they're competing back there it's it's they they look tougher they look a lot tougher up front.
1: One guy that I'm I'm incredibly excited to see and I have no idea what to expect but I like where he's coming from is Big Bill Norton right there. First of all, if there's ever a name for a defensive tackle, it is Bill Norton. It's a fantastic <laughs> name. I don't care though that he didn't play a ton at Georgia because guess what everybody at Georgia is a first round pick so that means nothing to me. I'm excited to see what he can come in here and do, because again, I don't know what to expect, but you look at him on the sideline. Lamont, he's huge.
0: Yeah, no, he looks, he looks good. Everything I've seen in there. I think a lot of times people don't necessarily know what they're looking at when they're looking at defensive tackles, because they're not always guys that get sacks, you know, all the time. But if he's, if he's, you know, taking on a double team and he's, you know, he's holding his gap there, you know, that that's not exciting stuff to a lot of people to see a guy take on a double team and hold his gap. But you know, when you got big body, big, strong bodies like that down there. And, he, you know, he's doing a really good, excellent job um, from what I've seen already in, um size, strong, big, strong, physical and long. So you know, those are all he's got all the traits of every, you know, what you want in a D-tackle.
1: Um, moving, ba- moving back to that linebacker spot, um, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Flo. Uh, Greg, we had Greg Biggins on before and he's, you know, probably the lead recruiting analyst in the entire West Coast for a long time. And he said that he was the best linebacker prospect he's ever scouted. Um, You know, what I'm impressed, what I and you and I talked about this sometimes when you go to a place like Oregon. And it's not to say that they didn't want it to work out, but you can kind of get lost in the shovel here a little bit. This, to me, is a great fit for both sides because you come here, Arizona needs Justin Flo to work. Justin Flo needs Arizona to work for him as well. And, again, if there's anybody on the defense, and there's a lot of dudes that look different, but if there's anybody on the defense that you're like, you know, <laughs> that that's Justin Flo to a T right there.
0: Yeah, anytime you can get a california you know
1: player of the year
0: type of guy here um you know we'll take those guys all day long and like i say everything is about development you know and sometimes when you get to these big you know blue blood type programs sometimes the development gets lost in the shuffle sometimes you know you could get an injury and next thing you know the next guy's up before you know you're buried you know you're buried on the depth chart and, and you're, you're not getting the time or and he's had some you know he had some injuries from the time you know he had a, a couple of bad injuries so those are things that can all slow down your growth, but the fact that we got him here, and the fact that he's around all these coaches, and he and we we really make a, a big point here at Arizona, um, you know, his development is the key. And so, you know, the more that he develops, he's he's going to be scary. He, he's going to be a good player, I guarantee you.
1: I see Kevin Green here in the chat, or Kevin Green, I believe his father here in the chat. We're going to get to. Uh, we're big fans of your son here in just a yeah. second, yeah, but first, Lamont, do you like pizza? Yes, I do. You all right. Him? You might say to yourself, Mike, where's a good place to find pizza? Mountain Mike's Pizza. I am not Mountain Mike, believe it or not. Mountain Mike has a lot more money than I do. But (laughs) you could go to Oracle and Wetmore and check it out. Good food, good drink, and you can watch TV. This might also be a place to go if you're listening to Brian and Lamont and you can't make it to the game. Bring Bring your AirPods. Listen to the game, get some pizza, get some good food, and you can watch it as well. Head over to Mountain Mike's Pizza or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder new diehards get a $50 voucher. And one more. Lamont, I assume you've been to Circle K. Is this correct? Yeah, many times. Okay. Well, Circle K, we're very excited to partner with Circle K on this show as well. Now, you might say to yourself, well, you know, uh, Circle K, here's what I – here's the best thing I can say about Circle K is that they service everything in area, or Tucson. You can go into one of the toughest areas, Circle K. You can go into <laughs> one of the nicest areas, Circle K. They're there. Polar Pops, all kinds of uh, good beer, good uh, drinks. And, again, we're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K to kick things off. We've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. See show notes for details, beer, food, drink. Check it out right there, Circle K. All right, let's talk wide receivers because, in my opinion, and, Jacob, have that graphic ready right there, in my opinion – this Arizona wide receiving core is as deep as we've seen in at least 25 years in Arizona. And keep in mind, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about a team that had Dennis Northcutt, that had um, uh, Jeremy McDaniel, both NFL guys, two NFL tight ends in Brandon Manamuliana and um, Mike Lucky. But let's look at this right now. When you've got a, when you've got a Jacob Cowing returning right there who led the nation in yards after catch, A Tanner McLaughlin at tight end, who we talked about, who's got NFL potential. A a T-Mac right there. And those are just the three returning starters. We're not even getting into the other guys, which we're going to get into a second. Lamont, this is a special unit right here.
0: Oh, there's no question about it. Um, Dominant Um, comes to mind when I'm looking at them. And I'm watching these guys out here, you know, the game right now, because they're so well-developed. Um, and because they've taken their game to another level it, it looks everything looks easy to him looks like it's coming to him easy out there but it's just that these guys want great routes um you know they do a great job attacking the ball once in the air and then they they you know they all got great hands um run after the catch everything is there for these guys and, and t-mac has really changed his entire body changed everything um and uh Callen looks different right now too they moved him outside um i'm seeing him a lot more on the outside and, He's getting behind people. He's making the type of plays that we know he can that he can make. And so I think it's a great move um, to do more downfield things with him.
1: Am I being a homer and saying that there is not a receiving core in the country that I would take over T-Mac, Jacob Cowing, and then you've got other guys too like a Malachi Riley, a Kevin Green who starred all throughout last year, and then a Tanner McLaughlin, a Kian Burnett. I think there's not a receiving unit in the country that I would take over that unit there, Lamont.
0: I think they're great for for what arizona's doing here, and i, I do believe that they're they're very good i'm I'm with you on that. I wouldn't trade them for anybody, and I think that uh they do an excellent job of evaluating my receiver talent here so if if they're recruiting new receivers out there, you should come because uh they they know what they're doing here and kevin green is a, is a great example i mean he's a guy that's kind of been kind- of, you know he's been in the oven a little bit so to speak, but no, right. i think he's ready to come out and and make an impact. Uh, we were watching him last um, last Saturday and watching today. And the gentleman was watching with me. He used to coach on, on the previous staff, and he said, who is that? Because he was right. watching how shifty he was and how quick he was coming in out of his breaks. And when he got the ball, it was hard to, it was hard to tackle him. You just can't get him. You can't tackle him in a fumble. So he, he's going to have an impact. He's such a dog, and he just tough, quick, everything you want in a receiver, great hands, great routes, um, and he, he's going to have a huge impact. I guarantee you, he needs the ball in his hands though, for sure.
1: Isn't that the ultimate sign though, of the talent level improving here that we have a USC decommit that we were able to kind of, you know, warm, get ready for this year, because in the past, you know, especially under someone rich rod, if you got a USC decommit, basically it was a, you know, stop the presses. What are we doing here? And again, we're incredibly excited about it, but it just goes to show you the level of talent here. And another thing, too, speaking of USC, I know a lot of people were asking me, are they going to try to get Gary Bryant? I'm glad they're not pursuing Gary Bryant, and it's nothing to do with Gary Bryant. He's a very good player, but between <laughs> Coleman, but be, uh, between uh, Kevin Green, A.J. Jones, I mean, heck, even a Jackson Holman, I love the young talent on this roster, and I think that uh, Arizona made the right decision in sticking uh, sticking local and sticking young there, Lamont.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Malachi Riley is another player. He looks like a veteran out there. He's he just he just left high school and he's right. coming out of here torching people already. He's big, he's physical, fast already. Runs great routes. Um, every and if you're a practice long enough, you're going to see him make some plays because he's he's making a lot of plays out there. So, um, yeah, they're 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 doing a great job again. I, I think that they just do a tremendous job with the evaluation process, and then once they get here, you know, they develop they develop receivers here. I mean, if you're a receiver and you're watching this man. This is the place to come to play wide receiver. Yeah, you can go to a lot of places, but we play an NFL-style system here. you got a, one of the best wide receiver coaches in the country. And I would uh, say the best wide
1: receiver coach in the country. He's a tremendous coach,
0: but let's keep that one on the low. We don't want that. It's true, true, true. <laughs> we don't want people trying to get him, but he's a great coach. Uh, yeah, and and if you're a running back, this is the place to come. I'm telling you right now, my um, running back room is, is, is going to another level, too. It is, it's, it's fun to watch right
1: now. All right. Well, speaking about that, Lamont, you could basically be running this show because I didn't even show you the notes, and we're going over to the running back position yeah. right here. So you got three running backs here, and this is a little bit like the wide receiver room right here. You got three running backs that you know what? If I have to, if they have to get the ball twenty times, I'm totally cool with that. Between Michael Wiley, and then you got Jonah Coleman, who looks exactly like Maurice Jones-Drew. He looks like a refrigerator with feet. And <laughs> then then you got D.J. Williams there as well. Man, I mean, all of a sudden, just the talent and the revamping of these skill positions has been insane.
0: It really has. Um, it, it has. And and, and Scott, I think you have to definitely uh, tip your cap to Scotty Graham because I think he's a tremendous coach. And I think that, um, you know, these guys, you can see the development. You know, it's we we know if you've gotten a scholarship at this level to play running back, everybody on this, they can all run the ball. That's That's the reason they're here. We know they can run the ball. But after they get here, what levels they go to from there has a lot to do, you know, with where the coach is taking them, you know, taking them where they can't take themselves. And I'm I'm just really it's exciting to watch um, Jonah, uh, Jonah Coleman out there just run people over and bounce off guys. And he took, you know, he took it to the house. That was a tremendous run that I saw. Um, he, he had a, it was a really explosive run, he showed me that that speed. Um, That he's actually gotten faster. You could see it on that run today because no one caught him when he broke into the open. Um, Speedy Luke is a guy that –
1: Let's talk about fam here for a second. I mean, between – he's a guy – I will think a lot of times, and you and I were talking about this on the sideline. There's a lot of guys – I don't worry about T-Mac and Jacob Cowan getting their touches. They're going to get their touches. But this is the guy. Don't care how it happens. Got to get the ball to him seven to 10 times per game, whether that's returning kicks because he's a natural football player. We've seen guys here. that were track stars Lamont, but yeah. they were track stars playing football. He's a football player. Who's also a track star.
0: And he's got that speed. He's got that speed button that you can press. That's the, that's the thing that that's frightening. You know, right. He can score from anywhere on the field, but you know, yes, he, he does. And he, and you're right. He needs to touch the ball. You got to figure out what, When you got a guy that's got that kind of speed. Um, you know, and, and he's a big play threat like that. You want to find ways to get the ball in his hands because you know good things can happen um, when you get in the hand the ball in the hands of your athletes. Um, I, but I'd be remiss if we don't talk about Mike Wiley having Mike Wiley back. I mean,
1: that guy's a
0: he's 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 a great player, just a great player. He's all around
1: catches all ball around. That's the key blocks
0: uh, can take it to the house on you. Um, smart, um, yeah. Someone's going to get a great player, and if if the NFL is smart enough to to pick him up because he's. He's a heck of a player, and I'm, I'm excited to watch uh, him take that next step this year and become, you know, a superstar in our conference.
1: Doesn't he feel like a Shane Vereen type that's going to end up on the New England Patriots, and he's going to play there for like six – he's going to play there for like six to eight years. He'll be like a jack-of-all-trades. He'll be a special teams ace, all that kind of stuff.
0: I can see him playing. I can see him playing, you know, in, in, the, in the league for a few years. He, he can – I mean, he does everything that you need. He can block, he's smart, and he can catch out of the backfield, um, you know. And, and he's got that ability to take it to the house. Uh, he he finds he finds ways to get in the open. First guy never tackles him. I mean, he's got all those traits that you kind of look for, you know. In a in a, he's got that stop and start. He's got it all. Man, he's he's a right. great player. Uh, and, all um, right. All right. DJ Williams, one one more. DJ Williams is also that's that that's the tank right there because he can run you over and then run away from you after he runs you over. So he's another one.
1: I think he's the most physically gifted of the three like if you were just I mean again they're all really talented so again I'm not saying but he's just the guy you can see where he was a high four-star kid coming out of high school that you know he was going to Auburn and whatnot and you've seen it on the field it's just such a an embarrassment of riches right now because there's been a lot of years here where let's be honest here Lamont I mean if he's running second or third on the depth chart he would be getting 25 carries a game on some previous coaching staffs I mean let's be honest
0: no, no, he's, he's a great player, and he's got that ability to take it to the house. I always think about that run against Oregon where he, he yeah. hit that corner, and no one no one got close to him when he got in the open field. So he's he's a big play threat as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely
1: excited to have him back too. All right, Lamont, it's time for you to spike the football a little bit on the offensive line right here because I'll be honest with you. Um, when you, you were telling me before the season last year, you told me, you said, Watch this Wendell Moe We're going to get to Sabanay and all of them. He said, watch. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I know he came in overweight. He was committed and assigned with Morgan State. Lamont, you were a voice of reason when it came to me right there because he was starting by midseason, and he was an absolute monster, and I don't see him coming out opposite Jonas Sabanay at those two guard positions.
0: Yeah, he's, he's built like a guard. You like guards to be like that, guys. that can get underneath you. Powerful quick surprisingly athletic for how big he was those those are the things that just kind of stood out i, I, I just watched a few clips of him in high school uh, but don't i don't be
1: think, modest don't be modest every kid you've ever told me about that we're <laughs> sleeping on turns out to be a starter let's be honest here
0: uh, I, whatever but i mean I, I i watch a lot of football so i just i just tell, tell you my opinion of what i say you know i just watch it a, a lot and so when i uh when i saw him though i, I it wasn't hard to recognize if you have eyes and if you know what you're looking at. I just, I, I thought he was, he was very athletic for how big he was. When I looked at his weight again, and I saw him pulling. You know, I just kept watching him pull. I kept running that clip back of him pulling around and just wiping people out. I was like, this guy can, ah, I just like he, he's got something. And I was just wondering would it translate at this level, and it absolutely has. I mean, they, they knew what they were looking at. Again, I have to give credit to the staff for for uncovering these guys and finding them too, because I mean, they they know what they're looking.
1: All right, we got to talk about Big Jonah here. Because if you were to ask me one player on the team that is going to be a first round pick that I barring injury that I feel very comfortable will be a first round pick, it's Jonah Sabinea. He carries 330 pounds and it looks like it's 280 pounds. He is your prototypical guard, a guy that you know can be a first round pick and he starts for 10 years. I know what I'm saying right there. But again, he is just different. He looks like somebody that should be starting at Alabama or Georgia. With all due respect,
0: no, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's scary. He gets it here as a true freshman, and he's immediately one of the stronger guys on the team. You could just see, you know, you can see the athleticism, and and it's rare. Let's be honest, it's rare for a freshman to step onto the field and start at this level because you usually you it takes him a few years to develop physically, but. You know, he, came from, he comes from a great program in Hawaii, and, and he's just physically gifted. He's big and strong as heck, but he also had technique. I, that's what I noticed from looking at his high school film that he had a lot of technique, and so those are the things that get you onto the field right away. He's, he's physically he's physically ready, um, and then you know he, they're get, and, and like I say, they're developing guys here. Man, we got all these NFL coaches here; they develop players right to the, the Arizona, and, and, and that's what's happening with Jonah. And he's going you're gonna see him take another step this year going to be even scarier after another year of strength and conditioning. And like you said, the baby fat's going off, and it's just looking like all muscle right now. So, yeah, he's, he's got a bright future.
1: All right. Let me tell you about Tap and Bottle. We promote we promote all the vices on this show, from, ga- from gambling to drinking to sports. Well, they're not vices. Let's be honest. They're just <laughs> part of a day of life. Tap and Bottle, though. Support local. Scott and Rebecca do a great job right there. You check them out downtown or at the uh, Northwest location on uh, on Oracle, and you can many times get four peaks right there. That's how good everything across the board right there, tap and bottle. Plus, we have our tap and bottle watch parties there as well. And, Lamont, have you heard of Illegal Pete's? Uh, I have not. I can't say that I have. All right, Illegal Pete's is a place on university. High energy for the kids right there. And nothing cures your bracket. uh, It's busted in the first round like fresh limes, tequila, lots of tequila, and sweet agave. Try out an Illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margarita. Stop by for happy hour 3 to 6 p.m. every day. No better place to go watch the games. And again... Whether you're older like me or you're younger like some other people, you can go check it out, Illegal Pizza on University, or they also have one at Tempe, get a burrito box. All right, now, quarterback position. Saving the uh, most intriguing position for last. We know what we saw with uh, Jaden Delora this past year. What When you – What is the next move for Jaden Delora, in your opinion? What do you want him to be? Because I want him to be an all-conference dude. I think he's got that ability. Yes, I know that Caleb Williams is in the conference. I'm well aware of that. But to me, there's no reason that Jaden Delora, with his talent, with the skill players that he has around him, can't can't compete for that second spot right there, Lamont. Yeah,
0: everything I've seen so far, I, I mean, he looks poised to make that jump. I mean, I, I, I was watching him today, and just in the pocket, he just looks more calm in the pocket. And again, usually when you see guys not have happy feet in the pocket, it's because they know where they're supposed to go with the ball. Hey, also, it's if you have nice protection around, he had some good protection around him. But you can you can just see that he really really recognizes where he's supposed to go with the ball, and, he, and you, he's a couple of steps ahead of what the defense is doing. He's getting the ball out; uh, it's getting out of his hands quickly, and he's throwing it very well right now. I mean. I watched him throw a, a, a deep out in the corner, a, a, in the corner of the end zone to, to Cowing, and he just he put that thing on a rope and he put it in the spot, and it was just a beautiful pass. And you know, you, you can see, you can see he's still developing and he's getting better, and that's the key, you know, not just to be stagnant and be in rest on what you and you can, he could say, look, I had great stats last year, but he also right. recognized that he can take it to another level, and 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 that's what he's doing. He's busting his tail, and his body looks different. He's throwing the ball differently right now, and you can see, you know, him recognizing, and a lot of that is just recognition because he's, you know, he knows where he, where he needs to go with the ball. He's getting it out faster, and he's mastered the system a little bit better. You can see all those things.
1: You obviously never want any quarterback to go down, but in this day and age in football, you got to have a backup. Arizona has that backup in Noah Fafita. Um, I remember the days. You remember the days. And this, with all due respect, where Adam Austin's coming in for Willie Tama against LSU, and you know, or players like that. You know, Noah Fafita, I know, is probably about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, but, man, you he wings. He's got the best arm on the team. Everything about him feels like a, you know, outside of the size, big time right there. And he's a guy that if he has to go in for extended period of time, multiple games, I feel more than comfortable that he's going to be able to deliver.
0: Well, he did do that last year. He yeah. Was it Utah game they brought him in? I think it was Utah. Yeah. And he marched the team right down <laughs>
1: Right. I was like, okay. Right. Let's see this again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no fear in him. He's, 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 he's a tiger man. I I like to see he's a wildcat. That's better. He's a wildcat. I like to see him uh, get in the game and make plays. He's got all the ability that you need. Um, He's got that live arm. He's very accurate. Hey, you can tell he knows what he's doing out there. You can tell he knows where to go with the football. Um, and, and I watch those type of things, you know, when a quarterback drops back, is he is he's, you know, staring down, staring down his receiver because he's locked in on somebody or is he taking what the defense has given him? And he's getting rid of the ball quickly. Um, you know, a, a lot of it is upstairs and you can really see that he's got that uh, that mentality as well as the ability to, to be successful out there. So it's, it's fun to watch him. And he's a tough kid, too, as well. And super athletic. So, yeah, he's got he's got a lot of traits and he's, he's going to do just fine
1: fair to say that it's an enjoyable time to be back in the A right now for this Arizona Wildcat team?
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I think things are turning. And uh, yeah, for Wildcat fans, hang on, man, because I think that, uh, you know, get on board right now because I definitely think the program's headed in the right direction. And, uh, you know, just get behind this program with with everything. Get behind them with your pocketbooks. Get behind them with your support out on the field because this team needs it. But they're also headed in the right direction. A lot of good things coming for Arizona Wildcats. So hang in there and bear it out.
1: Right and back the A, always back the A. Back. He's the he's the great Lamont Lovett. I'm Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin behind the scenes doing all the dirty work for us again. Lamont, always appreciate you, my guy, and be ready for a twit or be ready for a text barrage here coming up shortly. Mm-hmm. Bear down. <laughs> You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.